A Theater in the Dark presents A Matter of Red Herrings by Greg Garrison. The cast includes Corey Bradbury, Laura Michelle Earle, Greg Garrison, Christopher Meister, Julian Jules Stroop, and Amy Gorillo as Detective Stainless Steel. The show's original music is composed and performed by Paul Sotnik and is produced and directed by Corey Bradbury. We take you now to the storm-lavendered skyline of Chicago, 1929. The streets are wet, the gin is dry, and danger lurks around every corner as we come upon the office of Steel and Blank, Private Investigations. Old varnish and bullet holes riddle the desk of our hero, who leans against her rain-drenched window, an angular jack-o'-lantern haloed in orange streetlight. It was a dark and stormy night, and a dank mist crept through the streets of Chicago like a teenage boy through his sister's sock drawer. The bullets that took my partner here were fired six months past, so why were they still ricocheting through my mind? No matter. Where one coffin closes, another one opens. And before I sealed the lid for mine, my hope was to find a new partner who could help me fill in the blank. (laughs) Doors open. So it is. Could you direct me to Detective Steele? You're looking at her. You're... Well, I'm not her secretary. I was gonna say 5'3 and 100 pounds with shoes on. The detective I'm looking for hogtied Mickey Fishlips in 10 seconds flat. Funny you should mention that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that story didn't make the papers. Ah, the story did. It's your name that didn't. That's what took so long to find you. You're being adjudicated, Miss Steele. Detective. And I don't need a report card to tell you I'm the best ball buster in the Berg. Good evening. Miss Steele? Detective. Watley Home, Chicago PD. Nice badge. Where'd you get it? A box of Cracker Jacks? Terrible shame what happened here. Sorry about your partner. It's a dangerous gig. You should try it sometime. I intend to. Now what you PIs call bad luck, we policemen call negligence. Which is what I'm here to investigate. I have a few questions for you. And if I determine your actions to be reckless, trigger-happy, or even narrowly responsible for endangerment, I've got orders to fit you for iron bracelets and bring you in. Iron matches my suit, but steel is more my color. And I don't have time to tell you your ABCs when snooping around gets you DOA. Ah, DOA, that's, uh... Dead on arrival. You may be here to sniff around, Mr. Holm but I'm a bloodhound in this business, and if you were a pig, I'd smell bacon. You're overweight, over 50, and while claiming to be a cop, need a refresher on the meaning of D-O-A. Now that badge with a cartoon beaver on it was suspicious enough, but seeing as you don't know that this is just a fountain pen, you've got about 10 seconds to tell me what you're really doing here before the derringer in my top drawer asks the questions. And they always end in exclamation points. All right, all right. I want a job. Funny kind of interview. You might try a resume. This was supposed to be one. You know who Zip Lighter is? I bought or stole every one of his books for two decades. Yeah, I've heard of him. I went to his office looking for a job, and I got laughed out the door because my fly was down. Then I realized I came in hat in hand instead of playing a ruse. I heard about you, so I thought coming in here and going toe-to-toe with you would show you I can hack it. 
feel so hackneyed now that I say it out loud. Well, it shows initiative. And I'm flattered you've heard of me, so it's going better than you thought. But we're really gonna have to work on your backbone, curled up like a window shade once your cover was blown. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty rusty. Rust implies wear. As far as I'm concerned, you're fresh off the assembly line. What makes you think you've got the grapes for this? I've been writing Sunday funnies for 25 years now. Awful start, but please, keep going. Look, I'm tired of hunting small game. I want adventure. Dishonesty isn't a great way to start a partnership, I'll admit. But give me a chance, and I won't let you down. If it's big game you want, big game you'll get. But lions on the savannah don't shoot back. You're standing in the chalk outline of your departed predecessor, so I'll ask you one last time. Do you think you've got the grapes for this? Well, if they get strained, I won't whine. Wow, you really did work the funny papers. Congratulations, you're hired. Really? Oh, the lolly! You won't regret this, partner. Don't get too chummy there, Watley. As of this moment, I'm your boss and you're my trainee. Let's set that as our ground floor, shall we? No time to waste, then. What's my first case? The Grant Park Groper. The Buck Fountain Fondler. That hot dog cart that only has ketchup. Funny story. Those all turned out to be the same guy. I'll square with you, Watley. The detective's life is not as eventful as you've been led to believe. It reads better than it lives. But if you're red hot for action... I'll start taking notes. How does the detective stumble upon a case? Monologuing. Come again? Monologuing. Very important tool in the detective's toolbox. Here, I'll show you. It was a dark and stormy night. Good starter. Hmm. It was a dark and stormy night, and the air was thick with deception. Raindrops fell from heaven like some poor rube with palsy eating a handful of M&M's. Uh, can you spell M&M for me? My assistant was green. My old one was dead. And it had been months since my last real case. Was I really training a new detective or pretending I still was one? When doubt is at its darkest, sometimes your last great hope is to find an old flame who can let you back on the trail. Should I get that? Great teamwork. You question the door, I'll answer it. Steel froze when she saw a cold reception on the other side of her frosted glass. While Watley was only privy to the silhouette, Steel would recognize those curves anywhere. Ah! I thought it smelled like one of those nights. You took that well. Must be common in your line of work. Detective? Scumbag. Well, you've come to the right place either way. Watley Holm, Vesper Kind. Consider yourselves introduced. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Holm. How'd you hear about the job? The trades or the obituaries? You know, if you two would like the room, I could... Leave. Leave. Outside. <laughs> two and no. So what's the occasion, Vess? This is the best mood I've seen you in in ever. That's because today's the day. Today's the day I finally get what you couldn't provide for me for four miserable years. A mutual orgasm? Time, Stainless. I finally get your time. Please don't use my first name. Would you prefer I call you by title, lousy ex-wife? Seeing as the state of Illinois never sent the paperwork, why don't we stick to steel? Steel only sticks when it's frigid. Point. This is a fun game and all, but the score is in, and clearly in your favor. What's the ante? 
My fiancé to be has a very delicate situation. I'm sorry, fiancé to be? Did she half propose? He proposed with a promise ring, (gasps) and I said yes. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Vess. What makes this one so special? The fact that he has a beard or that he is one? I think I got bored being with the detective. All build up and no climax. Set and match. So your new sugar daddy has a very delicate situation that- Needs the attention of a private investigator. The police can't get involved, and good PIs have reputations that precede them, but you. (laughs) Your name doesn't even make the paper. You popped immediately to mind, and Armand would love for you to take care of his dilemma quietly. Convenient I'm not good enough for you, but I am good enough to finger whoever's giving you grief. If fingering was your strong suit, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Then it's time you make like that phonograph there. Don't expect me to change my tune. I had something else in mind. Now put a sock in it. You'll never change. Why would I? You'd never believe it. What are you doing here, Vess? Leaving. Now pay attention because I'm only saying this once. 612 Confidential Avenue, noon tomorrow. Armand is a punctual man and will expect only the best. Because that's all I ever give him. Good evening. Sorry, my coat was caught in the door. This is a good first day for you, Watley. Learning to take a slap is an invaluable skill in this business. I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. Neither did I. Then there was the honeymoon. You learned to take it in stride. And that, dear Watley, is how to land a case. You mean to tell me you can start talking about a job and pieces fall into your lap just like that? (laughs) Admittedly, that's the first time that's ever worked. But enough shot for one evening. What's the time? Uh, Let me see. It's 11.59. And I'd wager about ten seconds to midnight. Good night, Watley. Good night, detective. Thank you for listening to A Theater in the Dark, A Matter of Red Herrings. Written by Greg Garrison and directed by Corey Bradbury. Tonight's cast, Amy Gorlo as Detective Stainless Steel, Julian Jules Stroop as Detective in Training, Watley Home, Laura Michelle Earle as Vesper Kind, Drake, Newsy, and others, Christopher Meister as Vincent Falcone, Armand Valdo, race announcer, Newsy, and others, Corey Bradbury as Rod Wrong, and Greg Garrison as Wilhelm Wrong and the narrator. Original music composed and performed by Paul Sotnik. Corey Bradbury and Greg Garrison contributed to the sound design. A theater in the dark creates stories through sound, proudly established in Chicago. Hear our other original audio plays at atheaterinthedark.com or join our Patreon to gain access to our entire growing original audio play library. Thank you for supporting a theater in the dark.